Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This, 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 is, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 320. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, mainly UFC. There'll be a bit of other mixed martial arts chat in there as well, no doubt. If you've only just come across us, you can subscribe via iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. Fightdisciples.com is the website for all Android feeds. Never, when we started this, did I think that I would be God bless America. Some Kurt Angle theme tune. The reason why we're playing the Kurt Angle theme tune from a WWE wrestler is because Colby Covington walked out to it at the weekend and for 25 minutes I actually found myself liking him. Then they stuck a microphone in his face and then I remembered how much of a dick he is. Sensational performance in Newark. First of all, before we actually get stuck into the uh, sensational performance, God bless the NFL. And then what were they doing? And a uh, uh, Hall U- of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was on Saturday night in the US. So, so the UFC oh. took a back burner. He had, had to go early, so Fucking they were having brilliant. fights at eleven o'clock in the morning. And for our time difference, that was absolutely brilliant. beautiful. Can we have an NFL Hall of Fame every week, please? Because uh, we got a little bit of a treat where the main card hits eight o'clock UK time. Fucking brilliant! Feet up. Watching main the- event was like eleven p.m. Mate. Oh, there you go. NFL the money. Induct people to the Hall of Fame every single week, so therefore we get yep. those uh, things on a, on a decent time frame on a week-by-week week basis. So Colby Covington and uh, Robbie Lawler stepped into the octagon around about 10, half 10. Job done. Uh, and for, like I said, for 25 minutes, I actually thought he was unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Colby Covington. He, he, listen, he's very good at what he does. His fitness levels are unreal, and his wrestling, his MMA wrestling is I was almost going to say second to none then, but that's probably not true. But it's it, absolutely elite, elite. If he wants to put you down, he's putting you down. Now, listen, for I think for a lot of fans, they may have watched that and thought, the first two rounds at least, and thought, this is fucking boring because he's so efficient at what he does. Did you? Did you find it boring? No, I just said for a lot of fans, right. they may have found that boring. I thought it was because of who he was doing it to. And how resurgent Robbie is now. That's why I was in because all because yeah. I, I was thinking Robbie just They're needs to land one. But they, land. his tactics are absolutely brilliant. Just burn Robbie up, trying to make him get up, get down, get up, put him down, get up, put him down, get up, put him down. You do that for ten minutes with anyone, they're going to be fucked. And then his arms start burning, and then big shoulders are burning. 
And that's when he stands in front of uh, Lawler, then starts teeing off as well, Covington. I, I thought it was a sensational performance by, yes, he's a complete and utter dick. Let's just get that out the way. But a sensational performance from him. And I'm, I'm coming away from him. Even the weekend, I'm like, you've got to make the Usman fight. I don't care how hot Jorge Masvidal is right now. Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman, especially because they've both got a similar style. That fight's got to happen next. It's got to. Really? Got to. And we get Mas- Let's do Masvidal versus Rocky. But let's do Covington versus Usman in the main event first. I want to oh. see that fight first. You're selling it, man. You're selling it. Listen, just on the Covington thing, I have no problem with him being a dick. I'm in on it. All week when I see him doing his Instagram posts and he's got, you know, bikini beauties yeah. in his bedroom. They looked happy to be there, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they looked delighted. And then he's got his fake belt and all those types of things. I'm all right with that because we're, even though I'm against it now as a grown man, the WWE, or back in the day when I was a kid, the WWF, mm-hmm. we were in the narratives, the good guys, the bad guys, you were in, they sold it to you. And he's doing that. He has taken what you would class as the ultimate WWE bad guy, yep. blown it up into the real fight game, and he's made himself this wonderful niche where he's getting paid some half-decent money now, and he's obviously right in the thick at the top end of the uh, of the welterweight division. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with him getting on the microphone afterwards and giving people shit. For example, telling the crowd to pipe down because he's giving his post-fight interview. I'm fine with all that. What I'm not fine with is when he takes the piss out of something extremely serious. The Matt Hughes situation, for example, where everybody knows Matt Hughes' situation, where he ends up, obviously, getting himself involved with the with with the train situation for him to then make reference to that in his post fight interview where he's saying get off the tracks and all this type of stuff I'm thinking mate come on you've just taken it too far there's a line and everybody's got that line we've got a line on this show we don't don't get me wrong we push it as far as we possibly can push it but there's certain things that we don't do because you have a moral code and at the end of the day, he's another fighter that yeah. was going through extreme difficulties at that particular time. Yeah. Tried to commit fucking suicide for crying out loud. Why make a joke out of that? Why make reference to that in your post-fight? There's no need for it unless you want people to hate you even more than they already do. Yeah, you didn't hear the Iron Sheik or, or fucking the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, having a go at somebody because of they were suffering from depression and tried to kill themselves. That was low. And plus, you know, he's a... Him and Robbie Lawler have got history, you know, they're, they're close, they trained together for a long time with Matthews and there's a lot going on there, so it was a, it was a dog's trick. An unnecessary Listen, dog's trick, it you've is. done all the dog's tricks, that's cool man, yeah, I'm in, it, I'm it, in on you being a bad guy, it, it wasn't don't necessary. be an absolute dickhead. Okay, well, where'd you draw the line then? So, uh, he crossed the line then for you, that was it, that's too, okay, that's too far. A man tried to commit suicide, yeah, he crossed the line. Yeah. You can't take the piss out of that, mate. No. You can take the piss out of the crowd, booing him, you could just... You could be a comic book character. But this is what, be that comic. If if MMA is going to pursue down this road of of pro wrestling style goodies and baddies, because listen, he's not the first to do it. No, Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen made a living out of it. Appa- yeah. You know, apparently, um, just like Chael, Covington's got people writing these lines for him. He's got people coming in and helping him put media bite-sized chunks together that are helping the. You know, he's not just. It's it's not like Connor. He's not just got this. He's not just. He's not the one going out there picking three models and doing this. And this is what I'm going to do. And I'm wear the Make America Great Again cap and all that. There's a, there's a, there's people around him, talking to him about him, advising him on it. You know, the the the, the head trainer at the mm. gym he's from ATT is the world's biggest pro wrestling fan. So it there's, there's a direct line there to do what he's doing. My thing is, 
why is there a line? Is there a, these are just words that he's saying. They're just words. Mm. So does there need to be a line? Did he cross the line? By the way, and listen, I ain't, I ain't for a second condone it, but Matt Hughes is not the white knight. It's not like he's George St. Pierre. This no. guy's a piece of shit himself, to be honest. Matt Hughes, you know, is a guy that hunts for sport, um, cheats on his wife, has been done for beating up his wife, you know, been done for beating up his brother as far... Matt Hughes is far from fucking, you know, uh, uh, the, the white knight here. However, you're right. No one should ever be abused for fucking almost t- taking their own lives. It was a dog's trick. But if we're going to condone it, it's like the whole Connor with Habib thing. When Connor started having a go about his wife and his religion and all that, at some point, someone's just got to go, yeah, yeah. fucking come yeah, on. We were on. This that. is not wrestling. This is professional sports. Yeah, but we were on that. There's got to be a line to go, don't cross this line. But at the moment, there is no line. It's blurred. So people can get away with whatever the fuck they want. So where are you at with it? Are you all right with him doing what he did or not? No, of course, because I'm, you know, I'm not an absolute prick myself. So obviously there's a there's a model code there to go. The guy was in, regardless of whether the guy's a good guy or a bad guy, depression doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're rich, poor, fucking good yeah, or yeah. evil. Depression's depression. And the fact he put himself in that situation means that you'd think someone from the same profession would have a little bit more empathy, respect, yeah, yeah. a bit more empathy for him. But obviously, Colby Covington doesn't believe that. Colby Covington thinks that Mac Hughes, as a person, doesn't believe, doesn't need that, doesn't or deserve that kind of respect. So fuck him. Hmm. On the performance, though, the 25 minutes that he gave us in the octagon, I thought he was absolutely yeah. outrageously Unreal. good. Outrageously good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did, it, did, was, it, did it need a finish? Well... It didn't because Robbie Lawler's a fucking tough guy to finish and, you know, Covington hasn't got the submission game because um, he didn't try and submit him once. He he had a game plan and that was to get him in there. Just to wear him out. Get him down there, tire him out and yet, and then when Robbie's arm, arms are burnt out of his shoulders, then stammer them and start throwing shots. And, and, you know, in the last round, obviously everyone, in the last round and the last minute of the last round, everyone's like, come on, Robbie, please land that big overhand. The thing left. is, Colby won't be able to do that no. To Kamaru Usman. You need a completely different set of tactics. That's because, what I mean. Because Usman, that could easily have been Usman doing that to Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Except I think Usman's got the power and the and the stand-up skills to get Lawler out of there at the end as well, to actually pull the trigger and finish him. I don't think Covington believes in his hands enough to get that finish on the feet against Robbie Lawler, which I think Usman would have went for in that position. That's the difference. I think Usman's as good as Covington when it comes to the grappling and the MMA wrestling. But I also believe he's got a bit more power. He's got the power of Tyron Woodley, which Covington hasn't got. And I think that will be the difference when he goes up and fights Usman for the belt. But for me, he's got to fight Usman next. Mm. Stylistically, both these guys are so well matched because their strengths are each other's strengths. Yeah. And so that's that's really thrown So would you stick it all on the same card? Would you go, right, here we go. We'll do the main event for the title, Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman, and the co-main feature is going to be Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards? Uh, absolutely, yeah, 100%. <sighs> And I'd have, all, I'd, I'd say to both, Mate, both that's a smoke show. Both, both Masvidal and Woo! Rocky Edwards, I'd say to them, make sure you make one seventy, just in case. Don't aim for one seventy-one. Make one seventy, just in case something happens with the main event. Oh. You know, but the Woodley's name could even be thrown in the mix there as well. Yeah, you know, so it's, uh, it, it's. But listen, all four of those guys, or three of those guys, all deserve a shot, in my opinion. Those three guys all deserve a shot at Kamada Wasman, but I think right now the narrative's there. Listen, you're right. The, the narrative fucking is there. president of the United States oh, was texting 
saying good luck Colby Covington tweeting, yeah. for this fight. Tweeting, sorry. Was tweeting good luck to Colby Covington for this fight. If you think that Colby Covington isn't getting the next shot at the title, even if he'd have come through a squeaky bum fucking narrow points decision here, you're kidding yourself. The president of the United States is engaged with this guy. This guy is getting the next title shot fucking regardless of what kind of performance he's That in itself is mental because yesterday, when that was all going on, there was a mass shooting again in America. Yeah. A mass shooting going on. I mean, think of what you will with Trump. I mean, I've no real opinion because I don't live in the country. I'm sure I will have if he was obviously over me and making rules for me. But for him, when that's going on in his country, Mm -hmm. to tweet about about the UFC and his lads, his boys were... Two uh, sons were there. Two sons were cage side, weren't they? Two Trump boys were cage side, yeah. That is mad. Just weird. Weird. But Trump tweets about fucking ASAP Rocky, for Christ's sake. (laughs) So it is what it is. Again, I'm not American, so I've got no opinion of Trump. I kind of, to be honest, as I said to my wife a few months ago, not to get political because we don't, but I was like, at least Trump would get us out of Brexit with a deal because that's just the way he is. <laughs> but how fucking mad's the world? Anyway, let's let's care politics, please. Yeah. Let's talk Herb Dean. Is he on slow-mo at the moment or what? <laughs> what? What's Herb on at the moment? Someone check Herb's weed supplier <laughs> because Herb's changed up his weed. Put him back Herb's on. Herb's changed his Herb. Yeah, that's yes. What Herb's done. Put him back on when he was on. Two years ago, put him back on whatever gear he was smoking then. Get that shit back. Because this new crazy Malawi trip weed that he's fucking currently smoking is he's he is he's like he's in slow motion. It's like Herb. Herb 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 he's out Herb <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell Herb. Jeez. Jesus What we saw actually, check this out. And there's a, I saw loads on social media actually about it. The f- it was either the first one or the second. There was about three last night where he missed. Yeah. But I think it was the second one where he was on the wrong side of the tap. He couldn't see the tap. Mere shirt against uh, Trevin Giles. Yes, it yeah. was the Giles fight, right? Yeah. So he's on the wrong side of the tap. Now, everybody was making excuses for, oh, he was on the wrong side of the tap. But if you look back to last week, what Mark Goddard did, yeah. Mark Goddard knew that he couldn't see the tap. So he was legging it. It was like a bloody Duracell bunny yeah. legging it around the octagon going, right, he's not tapping that side. He's not tapping that side. It, it looked weird what Mark was doing, yeah. but he was obviously just covering every single base. Making sure I can see both hands. Yeah, I want to see everything just in case he goes on the left side rather than yeah. where I'm stood on the right side. <laughs> we just stood there. I saw the tap on the TV, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking, he's tapped there. Did he tap? Did he not tap? Because I had to second guess myself because it's Herb Dean. Yeah, yeah. Elite level UFC. Was. Referee. <laughs> was. I'm watching it going. He's tapped there. Fucking hell, this is going on a bit. Lad's out. Herb's like shaking his hand. <laughs> like going, he's definitely out here. And then even the commentary team jumping on it going, he needs to get his legs in the sky quick. He needs to get his I legs know. in the sky quick to get the blood back to his brain. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. But Herb just seemed to stand in no man's land. For so long, and then he eventually dropped down to his chest. And you're like, Herb, he tapped 30 seconds ago, mate. What the fuck are you doing? Herb, he's got it. This is a guy that's a world-class referee, and multiple times, you know, referee of the year, the World MA Awards, there was a time that Herb Deeb was kind of untouchable. He was the man. Those days have gone. Like, he, he makes so many mistakes at the moment, and he needs to just up his game. He needs to fucking step back up again, because... It's not a one-off occasion now. There's yeah. two here on the same night yeah. where you think, Herb, come on, man. You've got to be able to see everything. You've got your, 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 the guys, his safety is in your hands. I don't blame Meerschaft at all. Obviously, Meerschaft can feel a tap, 
But they're not told to release when they feel a tap. They're yeah. told to release when the referee says stop fighting. Yeah. So you've got to defend them there. But you know, but he wasn't the only one here, was he? Fucking Valentina had that girl out fucking cold. I wonder how long it'd take you to take to bring her up. Uh, Valentina, Antonia, sorry, Antonia Shevchenko. She had the Polish girl out. And the fucking referee's shaking hands with him and everything, going, come on, he must have picked her hand up four times. I'm like, mate, just stop the fucking fight. Jesus Christ. The poor girl's properly snoring there. It's insane. Heavy, heavy bullshit. Mm. Is that it? Is that all you want to talk about, the Shevchenkos? Is that all you want to do? Well, my girl's back this weekend, didn't she? She's back this that weekend. Was like, that was like... Um... Listen, Nick has, uh, Nick has prepared some musical interlude for everybody yeah. today, right? <laughs> because you will have seen a gift that we stuck on our social media where the Shevchenkos were hugging each other at the end of the fight where Valentina was uh, congratulating her sister on getting back in the win column because she was coming off the back of her first professional defeat. And Nick has decided to uh, bring in some music uh, for the show. So I apologise for everybody. This isn't my own personal Dude, choice. This is looking... <laughs> yes... We had, what... we had Antonina this weekend. Next weekend, we get Valentina. What are you doing, you? Is this how you dance? This is how I dance. We should have filmed this and stuck it up on social media. This, this is the song. Up and down. What goes on in his head when he sees the Shevchenko twins. Feel your body, baby. You're not going to get this image out of your heads now. Well, when you see him doing the open workout this week, do. Valentina doing her high kicks and what have you. Because tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. Woo! Bring those hairy legs this way. <laughs> Yours are hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. Woo! Can we talk about Valentina now? Actually, no, before we no. Do... We've got to talk about Jim Miller. We've got to talk about Claire Gina. We've you... got to talk about other things that's going on with Cyborg. We'll do I've, it at the I've, end. I've blown me load now. You have. You've absolutely... I've come too soon. You've, you've, got, you've got it all out. Pass me them socks. Mm. Um, before I move on to the... Come, before we review the rest of the main card then, can I just say, once again, you're welcome. Because uh, I did single out, once again, my boy Matt Schnell, the flyweight... Uh, on last week's show I always champion this kid's cause you know enough about him by now I bore you to death about him but he was sensational on the weekend he was in against Jordan Espinosa who started as a betting favourite now I'm sitting there watching oh shit if any of the fight disciples are watching this now wickedly Sunday afternoon uh, Saturday afternoon hopefully they're going wait Nick said Matt Schnell he's the guy he's the underdog there's money to be made here let's get me better nap out mate you're welcome because Matt Schnell looks sensational. Triangle choke finish inside 90 seconds. Mm. Pro bonus on the table. Let's get him a top five fighter flyweight, please. You're welcome. There's nothing like singing your own praise. You know that self-praise is no praise, don't you? I don't you? give a fuck. You're just absolute... We're not going to talk about the ones he got wrong today, all right? We're just going to go crazy on that one. Jim Miller uh, taking less than a minute. Uh, most... Is that most light? Weight finishes via submission. I think he's yeah. in there as well with the most amount. Most appearances in the UFC. Three appearances in the UFC. Absolutely madness. Do you know something? For as long as it lasted, it was actually quite fun. Yeah. Because uh, Gida landed. Wait, the carpenter is always in fun fights. That's why. Because he's fucking He just mental. looks absolutely nuts. Jane was just like, what the fuck is this guy? Well, she doesn't swear, but she was like, who the hell is this guy? Dug him up. And I was like, yeah, he's mental. And she went, no shit. She was like... He must have serious ADHD. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think he has, yeah, yeah. And she went, who's that? 
because his brother was slapping him across the face. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry, this is what happens before every fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is weird. This this guy's weird. Yeah. I'm like, he's mad as well. He'll fight like this for the full fight, and the next thing you know, he's asleep. And well, literally, he was asleep, and Herb took a little bit yeah. of time to uh, to call the fight, didn't he? Get his legs in the sky. Jesus. What next for Jim Miller, right? Because, again, we put a tweet out saying this is 2019 and these two are going at it in the core main of a, a UFC event. Where does Jim Miller go from here? It's that just, was a core main victory. Yeah. Core main victories normally lead you on to something quite juicy. I know. It's insane, isn't it? Just He's just been in the UFC literally forever. And he's been to the top. He's been back down. You know, he's had... Lightweight, he's had title eliminators against Nate Diaz. He's had, you know, he's been on the cusp of a title shot, and then now he seems to have taken a different role in the UFC. Went on a terrible skid of losing four fights on the bounce, but he's just that was a big win against Jason Gonzalez. Performance of the night bonus, big win here against Clay Guida. Looked sensational. You know, I know he was saying, "Give us a, it's time to give me a little bit of a title push again." It sounds mad because he's been in the sport for so long. No, he's 35 years of age. You could argue he's at his peak. This is a guy that fights with Lyme disease, by the way. Yeah. So he's on fucking proper medication. He's, it's no joke. Maybe, maybe he does deserve someone on the fringe of the top 10, a little gatekeeper to that top 10, just to just to see where we are with Jim Miller. Like a fine wine. He could just be blossoming. I wouldn't know what a fine wine is. My wine limit is at four quid. But Is it? Yeah. You don't spend more than four quid in a bottle of wine, do you? Yeah. Fuck that. Oh, wait a minute. You drink red wine, don't you? You're one of them fellas. What do you drink? Rosie? Oh, my days. You can't believe you just admitted that on this show. <laughs> Rosé wine. Summer. Rosé wine's for girls. Let's cut this bit out. Let's go back. Go back 30 seconds. Let's cut this show out. No. I don't want people to know I drink rosé wine. It's staying in the programme. Where does the rosé wine... That is basically right. <laughs> you, you've done that to impress your bird. Haven't you? No, we... <clears throat> to be fair, she, don't, she only drinks rosé wine as well. Of course she does. You because and you've only started doing it since you've been with her. You, oh, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't do that as a lad. Oh god, no. I didn't go out with the lads and go, I'll have a rose. <laughs> make it but, but make it a large. <laughs> so if I buy wine, I only buy rose wine and I have a four pound limit. It's like crisps. Everyone has a crisp limit, don't they? No. I don't go to the shop and go, let's go mad, let's buy crisps. Right. So obviously no one buys normal size bags of crisp anymore because you know no. it's 2019. You buy yeah, the yeah. family size bag. Yeah. But I have a one pound limit per bag. One pound. Yeah, because most crisps are on are reduced to a pound now. Yeah, Whatever you're on the supermarket, you'll always find some that are pound. Yeah, but I don't know why you've got a limit. You just pay what you want. You want that packet of crisps. You buy them, don't you? No. It helps so you mix you, it up as well. So even if you wanted Doritos, but yeah. Doritos were in at 120, you wouldn't buy them? Well, well, no, because Doritos are either a pound or two pound, aren't they? So you you would never spend two pound on a bag of Doritos because you know next week there'll be a pound. There's a principle here. So I would never give Dorito Company an extra pound because I know next week it'll only be a pound. Right. So I'll just go over here to me with Walker's Sensations because they're a pound this week. Go on, I'll have a bag of them instead. Right. Okay. I and wine's the same. No, wine's not the same. No, that's bullshit. Wine is not the same. Don't disrespect the wine, right? The best wine out there right at the moment is called it's it's called Summer Fruits. It's a very favourite. <laughs> and if you go to the Aldi, <laughs> stop this bullshit. You can get it for three pounds twenty. Mate, stop this. <laughs> the best wine out there is in the Aldi for three twenty. It's not. I'm telling you now, it's not. What are you drinking? Like dr- rosé summer fruit. It's paint it? stripper is what it is, son. You can fucking clean your house up with that stuff. 
It's delicious. It's, <laughs> it's made by Echo Falls, I think. Echo Falls mate, Rose Summer Fruits. Mate, what is Honestly, you... it's the best wine out there it, right now. It's not. That's all I'm saying. One, you're drinking Rose, which I is... I think 320 or 280. <laughs> Even cheaper. £2.80, right? A f- think about this now. A bottle of wine is cheaper than a pint of lager. And it's sensational. It's not sensational, mate. I'm telling you now. It's not. Sensational. You need to, you need to get I, to the doctors and check your insides because it's I, not right. If I brought a bottle in and went to you, have a little glass of rosé, go would, on, it's summer, a no. bit of ice in there as well. No. You drink it and go, tell you what, that's the nicest glass of wine I've ever had. I, it wouldn't. I would never, ever drink rosé. It's just disgusting. What is the point of drinking rosé? If you want a, if you want a summer drink, wine, yeah. drink a white. A white a white wine. Uh, it tastes like vinegar though, doesn't it? Not if you get a good one. Yours at £2.80 do taste like vinegar, yeah? A bit of blue nun. <laughs> yeah, some blue nun in. Whoa! Oh, Nick's here. Whoa, we're having a right do. He's got the old blue nuns in. Listen, I'm telling you now, I give anyone... I will do the Pepsi challenge with a bottle of this summer fruits caper. Yeah? With any other bottle of wine. I'm telling you now, you will go away going, Nick's right, that's delicious. Would you be able to pick it out in a blind test? Absolutely. Of course you would. Because it, it, it's like t- drinking vinegar. Is it's what it's not, like. It's the opposite. It's like drinking juice. <sighs> Mate, that's not the sign Mate, of a good wine. have seen you coming. That's not the sign of a good wine. You need to be spending. £2.80 is the sign £2. of a good wine. £2.80. <laughs> <laughs> or 320 Minimum, minimum, minimum I would spend on a bottle of wine. Minimum mm-hmm. is about seven quid. What? Minimum. For a red or a white? Either. Is rosé cheaper then? I don't know. I've never bought a bottle of rosé wine. I don't know why you're doing no that. No way. I haven't. I've never bought a bottle of rosé wine. Well, when you're on holiday this week, get yourself a bottle of rosé and, no. and a nice big bucket of ice and thank me later. You'll be like, oh, Nick, I've been missing out. It's like the amber nectar. Can you can you tweet in? Just just your thoughts on this particular part of the conversation because I'm not cutting it. It's staying in. <laughs> Disgusting. Cyborg doesn't drink rosé wine. Does she fuck? Does she fuck? She pisses it. Uh, the ufc are no longer in the cyborg business according to uh to dana white and then cyborg gets on her instagram and issues an apology regarding a video that went up on a social media insinuating that uh, dana white's been not, not telling any truths about her and slagging her off a little bit listen i'm glad in in one way, I'm kind of glad that this has now come to an end because it seemed to be going on and on and on. This weird relationship that Dana White, the UFC, have with Cyborg is now it look it's looking like it's coming to an end. Not officially as of yet. I think she got one fight left. Has she? Has she got one fight left, or is the contract not up as of yet? Yeah, I uh, think it might be. Yeah. But uh, expect Cyborg to be rocking up at Bellator sometime soon. Yeah. Agreed, hundred percent. But listen, we talk we spoke about Cyborg on last week's show. I think she's failed to keep up her side of the bargain. UFC brought her in to become the featherweight champion and to and to really move the needle. I don't know whether she's done that. It surprised me how the big uproar from UFC fans going like, wow, my God. For me, you know, she's been exposed by Amanda Nunes. If they do it again, Amanda Nunes would do that again. And there's girls now who are fighting against Chris Cyborg. That air that of invincibility around her seems to have gone, so... I'm not that upset that the UFC is basically saying goodbye to the featherweight division because there's only about five of them anyway. And the other four are all bantamweights pretending to be featherweights yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. UFC. So there's, it's not like there's this massive procession 
of featherweights that you're like, oh, fuck, it would have been great to get all them in the UFC. They, they just shoe on Cyborg in anyway. And she can go over to Bellator and she can handpick opponents for the rest of her career and probably do pretty well. But for me, it takes nothing away from the value of the UFC, the Cyborg not being there. Here, moving down to Bantamweight, potentially because the Bantamweight division's a lot Mate, you seen the deeper. size of her? She ain't getting down to Bantamweight. She is, she is massive. She is massive. Hmm. Listen, for me... I've never been. Listen, the mad thing is, it's it's funny, Cyborg, because of her history and all that. You obviously make an opinion of her anyway, and then and physicality, how, how she looks as well. You're making an opinion of her and the way she fights. But anyone that's ever been around her, and I don't know people that train alongside her, coach her, you know, spend time with her, who, and they all say the same thing: she's sensational. She's a wonderful person, brilliant to be around. Absolutely loving, giving teammates, fantastic. Like people can't say enough nice things about Chris Cyborg. So I, I, I kind of bear that in mind. But I'm just looking at it from a, from a from comp- a, fight from a fighter pers- point of. I've not by that I mean is I've got nothing personal against Chris Cyborg. No, no, no. But from a fighter perspective, she leaves the UFC. You know, you're not fussed. I'm what? Fair enough. Um. One woman that he is fussed about is fighting this weekend. Yes. Can we drop our tune again? Do you want a different yeah, one? Get me that. Oh, yeah. You want a different one? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh! Here she is. Raiders at the ready. I feel sorry for Mrs. Pete. If this is how you move. This is ridiculous. And I know just what you need, girl. <laughs> Baby. To me. I apologise for these mental images that are going around your head at this moment in time. Bring um, on the bullet. Bring on the bullet, indeed. Um, you acquired the destination this weekend. Fair play to her. Um, for, uh, the thing I like about this fight is the narrative of girls that have beaten her in the past. I'm going back and I'm going to go and sort it all out. Liz Comucci is a person that has beaten her previously. Uh, there's only two people to have beaten Valentina previously, the other one being Amanda Nunes. So let's go back and uh, dust these off. And she's doing it uh, in uh, in South America, opening up a new market for the bullet this weekend. Yes, absolutely, man. Super exciting. She's the poster girl of the UFC. That's what it is. She's so, not. Amanda so we'll Nunes. Nune- Mate, she's not. To open it up. She's not she's the, post- the poster girl of the UFC. She's not the poster girl of the UFC, right? She's poster girl of my UFC. No, she's not. The amount of people that got involved with our conversation last week. Between- yes, exactly. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up. Go on. Because Valentina yeah. overwhelmingly got act? more votes than that, Joanna. That is disgusting. She did. Don't you say that, right? She did. Just because I- you retweeted one going, yeah, you're right. I've seen you retweet someone going, I'm Joanna all day. Everybody else, I'd spend three days of people going, Nick, you are bang on, right? Valentina every day no, of the week. No, what the majority were saying, he goes, what the fuck are you two on? Paige Van Zandt all day long. Listen, we know that Paige Van Zandt's <laughs> the poster girl. We know that. And we know that uh, Michelle Waterson, for example. We know, yeah? Even Claudio Gajea, who I am a massive, massive fan of, right? Mm-hmm. We know. We're talking about niche. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> We're talking niche. We're not talking standout beauty. Oh, <laughs> this is a ridiculous conversation. Oh, my God. It's you, a rid- you better, do you want a spade? It's a ridiculous conversation, this. Do you want a spade? Paige Van Zandt, if, if she's... The, if oh, she, my God, just stop. No. Just stop. If she is <laughs> just stop. the what benchmark, we're, we're in a different world talking about the bullet and Joanna. Agreed? Agreed. No. 
Yes, agreed. Oh, let's just leave it. It was a 50-50 split anyway. There's a lot of sick people out there that are into this. (laughs) (laughs) And and your lass is in action this weekend. Yes, can't wait. Rematch with Liz Carmouche. The first fight took place uh, uh, 2000, but it wasn't even in the UFC. Neither girl was in the UFC then. It took place in Seoul in South Korea, um, and my girl was stopped on a cut. Cut? Swelling? Doctor stopped the fight. Um, so there's a bit of re- revenge to be had this weekend. And uh, Will she get it? Of course she will. Of course she will, San. Valentina is going to do the biz against Liz Carmouche. And she's going to punish her as well. She's going to punish her hard. <laughs> Don't you dare look at me with them eyes <laughs> talking about Valentina, you dirty bastard. Uh, Luke versus Perry. Mike Perry. He's in Uruguay this weekend. He's going to steal the show. That's how we. That's how he rolls yeah. all week. He will be absolutely dynamite on the microphone. So expect loads of little bits of interview, uh, floating around social media of Mike Perry saying crazy things, getting in the octagon at the weekend. He is perfect for the South American audience, isn't he? Absolutely perfect. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's the type of guy you want on these cards when you go into new territories. You know, he's going to, um, you know, have the media eating out of the palm of his hand. You know, he's going to put in a show. Uh, he looks like a stereotypical um, throwback UFC fighter, tattooed face, all that bullshit. Uh, and in Vincente Luque, he's going to get the kind of dance partner that he's going to be able to open up on as well. So Luque has got a, he's had a good run in the UFC, Luque, to be fair. He's mm. had a, a better run than, than Mike Perry. I think his only loss in the UFC was in London against uh, Leon Edwards. But there's certainly absolutely no shame on losing to Rocky, who's at the top of this welterweight division. So, uh, Luque's no mug. It's it's going to be a good fight. If Luque can can kind of silence Mike Perry early on, then uh, it's gonna, it could be pretty exciting. But I'm excited to see where Mike Perry is now because he's, his game has changed a lot. You know, he was very much just a brawler when he fought Danny Roberts uh, in, my, in that fight of the year contender here in the UK. And he's developed over time. And now he's, I'm guessing he's still at Jackson Wink. Um, I'd like to see where he is now in his in his development as a mixed martial artist, but hopefully, and I'm pretty sure, some of that platinum fucking, you know, dig your toes in and swing away style hasn't gone because that was his main strength, really. But mm. interesting, man. Is um, Am I right in thinking that they moved Volkan and Latifi to this card from last weekend? Is it on this card? Yeah, Volkan and Latifi's on this card, yeah, because they couldn't get visas, could they? Ah, right. They couldn't get a visa deal or whatever for America for whatever reason. Right. So uh, they got pushed back to Uruguay because, you know, they'll let anyone in. Right, okay. Pretty much. Nice knock. uh, Yeah, it's a good knock, yeah. You know, it's it's the battle to stay relevant as a light heavyweight contender, isn't it? Let's be honest with you. So um, two European guys going at it in Uruguay. And uh, you know you you'd be mad if you if you bet on this one going the points decision because both of them can absolutely bang and both of them like to tear heads off. Mm. How do you think the fight will play out though? Because Latifi, you would say he's better on the deck, would you? Wouldn't you or not? Um, yes and no. But Latifi just likes to stand and bang. You know, he's got that. Obviously, he's got a, a wrestling base to fall back on. Um, He's a touch smaller than Uzumi, isn't he? Yeah, but he's a little light heavyweight, isn't he? You know, he's 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 solidly built, but he, I think he's got a bit of a he's he's got something to prove since losing last time out against Corey Anderson, because uh, prior to that, his only his only loss in a good run was against um, was against Ryan Bader, so he looked like he was going to make a bit of a push at Latifi. So <clears throat> in his regard, he needs to really make a make an impact here, and right now, he's gone from you know the 
Uzumi has gone from hero to zero. You know, at one stage, he looked like he was going to go all the way to the title. You know, here's this guy that come from nowhere, this weird Swiss guy mm. that no one even knew. All we ever knew was that he was Alistair Overeem's training partner for all these years. And then suddenly he got dropped in the UFC and just started starching everyone. And you were like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? And he looked like he was destined to, you know, go right to the very top. But now, what's he on? he's on a three-fight skid. You know, he's uh, since losing to Cormier, he lost to Anthony Smith, lost to Dominic Reyes. All guys who are on the, on the step up to get a title shot themselves. If he loses to Ruzami, that's four straight defeats. I don't think he moves the needle enough for the UFC to want to keep hold of him. So he needs to be careful. I don't think he'll get pushed, but he needs to be careful if he wants to extend his UFC career. So he can't afford to lose. And Latifi can't afford to lose against the guy that's ex, you know, basically a gatekeeper to a title shot. So mm. I think it's going to be fun while it lasts. Uh, on the card, is there anybody that you want to... I know that you like doing this. We did it with Matt Schmel last uh, last weekend. Is there yep. anybody that you want to point out for people to make, maybe make a few quid on? Um, the undefeated guy on there, you know, I know sometimes we talk about MMA and we're like, oh, fucking hell, if you're undefeated in MMA, it just means you're not fighting the right guys. But it can also mean that you're an absolute specialist as well. And there's a fucking complete specialist on this build in that uh, Rodolfo Vieira. This guy's just like a BJJ absolute superstar legend. Got fucking gold medals dripping from every orifice, from the Pan Americans, Europeans, Worlds, ADCs. This guy is just a complete and utter jujitsu wizard. He's had five fights um, in MMA and uh, and won four of them by submission. I think he's got a knockout in there as well, but he was basically fucking submitting the guy. He is a specialist. All his submissions have come in the first round. Um, He's fought over at ACB, which is, you know, admittedly a step below uh, UFC level. But this guy is 100% legit at what he does. Um, and he's fighting in the main card here on his UFC debut uh, against the Polish kid. And the Polish kid, actually, he made his UFC, was it his UFC debut? He lost to that Mir Schalte won this weekend. But basically, the, the Polish kid's only defeat has come inside the octagon. Uh, against the good guy in that mere shelter we've seen, as I say. So you've got an undefeated guy in Rivera, very much a jiu-jitsu specialist, against this Oscar Piotr from Poland, who lost for the very first time in his last UFC outing, who's very much a striker, but is also a... What was the reason? He's a, he's a black belt under Robert Drysdale, which is no fucking joke of a black belt. That's a good lineage black belt. So this one could turn into a jiu-jitsu super fight. Or if Oscar gets his way, he keeps it a standing. That's the one. This is the fight to watch for me, the middleweight. Vieira versus Piotr. Um, what's going on whilst, uh, whilst I'm aware? There's a rumour knocking about that you're uh, hanging out with your scouse mate. Yeah, I'm going to go and hang out with my boy, Darren Till. Um, I've seen he done some stuff for BT Sport last week with uh, with me mate John Gooden down in London. So I might actually wait for, to see how that plays out before I go down. But I promised I'd go down to the gym, hang out with him, hang out with Grundy. Grundy's fighting in China uh, in a couple of weeks' time as well. He's Shenzhen. He's in camp. Yeah, yeah. So uh, And there's a few other lads there as well on the Cage Warriors, Bill. Um, the Cage Warriors card that's coming to Liverpool um, is going to have Tom Aspinall on there. So obviously Tom Aspinall will be in the gym as well. On did that. you did you see by the way that um John Kavanagh's what's it what do they call it that European fight thing competition it's like a round robin competition that's yeah. coming to Manchester in October. Yeah, is it MMA or is it grappling? I thought it were MMA. It might uh, yeah, I think John Kavanagh started it a few years ago and then it kind of died off and now it's obviously coming back again. It's an interesting format because anybody that listens to our boxing stuff, we you'll have heard us talk about price fighter and various bits like that. You have 
quarterfinals, which are one five-minute round. Yeah. Then you have semifinals, which are one five-minute round. The final is two five-minute rounds. And if it's split... if you have an extra round. You have an extra round at the end of yeah. it, yeah. All on the same night. Interesting to see a plan. It's a Victoria out, but... Warehouse in uh, in Manchester. Look it up. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who's on the bill as well. Because uh, they're you know... doing uh, two hundred and five pounders. Is what they're doing. Light heavies. Yeah, yeah. So that probably means there's a decent SGB light heavy that he wants to showcase. That's what it'll be. Right. Because you know John Kavanagh. That's what he does when he's running Bellator as well, getting fights for his guys. That's what it does. But uh, interesting man. Yeah, I'll have to keep my eye out for that. But I'm also going to be doing one year away. Uh, Cage Warriors ahead of this show in Liverpool have asked me to do a head-to-head with um, with Vensi and Stapleton, which is a Liverpool versus Manchester fight, which is going on that card. So I'm going to sort that out as well. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks, man. Last time you... Um, is that happening at the uh, MS Bank? Yes. Well, last time you did one of the, those head-to-heads, you... Uh, Paddy the Baddy and... Um, the Viking. And the Viking, yes, yeah. saw him back. Yeah, but you found a bit of gear, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Found a bag of yayo, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just knocking about the old bleachers. <laughs> Wait, Somebody's left a little bit of something here for everybody to enjoy. <laughs> so if yeah, you do, do it and then do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely wired on TV. <laughs> All right, lads, how are you, you maggots? <laughs> You're a melt. You're a maggot. Let's get it on. It's gone full Robbie Davis Jr. Just in case you haven't listened to the boxing show as of yet. It'll all be explained on there. Uh, listen, enjoy Nick being uh, the uh, the uploader. Yep. It's going to be interesting. I'm sure you'll get some uh, quality stuff. If you uh, have only just come across us, please subscribe to our podcast. It's on uh, iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. Fightdisciples.com is the website if you need any other feed, however you get your uh, however you get your stuff. He wants to talk about his uh, store, so go on. Well, before I mention the store, fightdisciplesstore.com, obviously the best place in the world to get T-shirts, hoodies, socks, pin badges, stickers, ETC. Some other merch will be coming soon. Oh, I'm working on something big big but I'll, I'll let you know about it off air thanks um, thanks he's, he's actually <laughs> going to let me know but I just wanted to mention the fact that the UFC show for the next couple of weeks as Adam says he's away so I'm flying by the seat to me pants if anyone's got any ideas what I should do on the show if anybody know. wants to come and do the show with him yeah. you're more than welcome you, to do you it fancy coming in coming in the studio and doing it with me has anybody got know. any ideas right we're a multi-award winning podcast mate right and you're now, just because I'm going away, you're going, has anybody got any ideas what to talk about? <laughs> Fucking hell. Here we go. Anyway, um, please subscribe. You can get us all over social media as well. We will keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of fight sports. At Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter and at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. Hit it. What? Valentina. Let's sign off with her. Oh, for fuck's sake. I apologise. Woo! Oh, yeah. She sure is. Niche, niche. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.